Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise God. While you're standing, if you would, turn with me to John chapter 3, verses 19 through 20. Thank you, Brother Boyd, for allowing me the honor and the privilege to preach here. I know I'm just getting my feet wet, and thank you for putting up with it. But I need you tonight. I need you to get behind me and help me. And I need the help of the Lord. John 3, chapter or verse 19 through 20. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Let's praise. Lord, we love you, God. Help us, Lord, to be the light. Help us, Lord, to get this word tonight and receive it, God. And I need you, God. I need you to touch my mind and help me to direct this and, and send it, God. I can't do it without you, Lord. I can't do it without you, Lord. I need your mighty hand on me, Lord, and move and swift through this congregation. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God. You may be seated. I want to go back to the first chapter of Genesis. I'm going to start there tonight. The method God used was the power of his word in creation. Over and over the word states and God said. The very first four words of the Bible are in the beginning, God. Leaving no question who the author of the book is. Every story has a beginning and an ending. And this one is God. After the fall in the garden, God immediately set in motion his plan for redemption to restore order so humanity could be in fellowship with him again. And the book of Genesis opens with a majestic description of how God first created the heavens and the earth and then how he ordered the earth so that it may become his dwelling place. This vast galaxy spinning at the incredible speed of 490,000 miles per hour and even at this breakneck speed, this galaxy would still need 200 million years to make one rotation. What a God. With over 1 billion other galaxies in our universe, to say that the universe just happened or evolved requires much more faith than to believe it was created by an all-powerful and almighty God. Praise God. There are scientists that say that the number of stars in creation is equal to the sands of all our beaches combined. Yet the sea of spinning stars operate with order and efficiency. The Hebrew word for create 
is translated from a word that is reserved in the Old Testament for the activity of God. It refers to God's ability to bring into existence out of nothing. Nothing is the absence of something. Nothingness, emptiness, non-existent. God created the heavens and the earth. Heaven and earth here means everything. The initial description of the earth as being without form or void, a phrase repeated in the Old Old Testament, only in Jeremiah did it imply that it lacked order and content. The reference to darkness over the face of the deep points to the absence of light. Isaiah states that God did not intend the earth to remain an empty space. Rather, he formed it to be inhabited. God wanted to commune with mankind. He desired a relationship with him. From the beginning of time, this was God's plan to dwell with man. God's design was for man and woman to be on earth as mothers and fathers and to multiply the earth. Genesis 2 and 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I think once you understand why he created the universe, we can understand his purpose. He spent six days creating and separating the world into existence. And on the seventh day, he rested. Now, we all love that part. It's the other six that we work that we have a problem with. I'm the first one to raise my hand to that. (laughs) God did not rest as one weary, but as one well pleased. God separates the light from darkness. And here's where I'll draw my title, Light from Darkness. Light is something that makes vision possible, something that enlightens and informs. A lighthouse is loosely defined as a tower or a structure used to display a light. For the guidance of ships to either avoid a dangerous uh, area or to identify a safe harbor. Lighthouses also mark dangerous coastlines, hazardous shoals and reefs, rocks and safe entries to harbors. They are there to guide the lost home. Let there be light. Light is the first of God's creative works, which God speaks into existence. The light was good. Everything that God brings into being is good. Let there be light. It indicates a dawning of a new day. The lights are placed in the heavens for signs and seasons, for the purpose of marking days and years. A light is separated from darkness, so waters are separated to form an expanse which God calls heaven. Verses 14 through 19 of Genesis 1 corresponds closely with the ordering of day and night on the first day involving the separation of light and darkness. Here the emphasis on the creation of light that God or that lights will govern time as well as providing light upon the earth. As light is separated from darkness, sorry, light on the earth, I'll drop back. Although the moon changes our seasons and controls our tides of the oceans, the lights of heaven are there to serve him, and they do it faithfully and shine their season without fail. Never again does God tell the sun to rise in the east and set in the west, or the stars to light the night, or the moon to orbit. And we are placed here to be lights for this world, to serve God, to show forth His praises. We are to be the light of this world. Man was created last, and man was to be a creature 
from different from all that he had been that had been made. Flesh and spirit, heaven and earth must be put together in him. God said, Let us make man in our image. Man was upright. Ecclesiastes 7 and 29, Lo, this I only found that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. Everything else God speaks into being, but not man. Man he breathed the breath of life into. His understanding saw divine things and there were no errors in his creations. When God saw his works, he saw everything was good. All of his works were, it were all in place. Everything was as it should be. Bless him. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul, and let us adore him. He took the time to use his hands and shape man in his image. And Psalm 8 and 4 says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. God has always desired to dwell with man, to talk with man, to walk with man, to teach man, and to be a father to him. This was his plan from creation. The plan of salvation as revealed in the New Testament with its shedding of blood was first revealed in the Old Testament by the way of the tabernacle. The tabernacle and its furnaces speak in loud tones of Jesus Christ. It was a figure, a shadow, an example of, of things in heaven that the Almighty God wished to show man. And we find that the tabernacle was a sketch of things in heaven, a shadow. A shadow is a, a reflection of an object. A shadow is basically the absence of light. Fire doesn't have a shadow because fire in itself is a source of light. So the wall or obstacle you'd be expecting its shadow to fall on would instead be covered by the light from the fire. Hence, fire has no shadow. God is his own source and hence has no shadow. There wasn't a separate God in heaven and, and another in earth. It was the same transcendent God that occupies all space. So the God in the tabernacle was the God of creation. He's the Jehovah of the Old Testament and the Almighty God in Christ in the New Testament. There's none but Him. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. And He has no rival and He has no equal. He's God all by Himself. He was God a million years ago and before that. And He'll be a God a million years from now and after that. He's all God. He's all God. Praise God. Aren't you glad that you know that God? Praise God. When God spoke light into existence, He was not speaking to the sun, moon, and stars. These would come later. He called into earthly reality which He was and has always been. He is the light. He is the fire. His true nature is seen on the night of Abraham's covenant. He is seen as the burning lamp passing through the sacrifice. His divine nature was found in the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew children. He's at home in the fire. That's where he's most comfortable. As the pillar of fire that watched over the children of Israel in the wilderness. He is light. He is fire. Deuteronomy says Let your, that your Lord your God is a consuming fire. John said in him was life and the life was a light of men. Revelation said he's pure, radiant, righteous and his eyes burn as lamps of fire. 
Proverbs said his spirit burns away the worthless dross to reveal the precious silver. Matthew says he baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He was the fire in the burning bush from Moses. Our minds can't really comprehend God. We can't wrap our minds around the Almighty God. We put him in a box and put a lid on him to contain him because if we were to take the lid off, we might lose control. We, we would look foolishly out of tr- control. We might just take off shouting and running around around this place. We might get taken out of our pride. We might get caught up as on his wings as eagles. We might get swept up in his glory. If we're not careful, service may last a little longer than usual. Someone may be get lost in his presence. Someone may get their healing. Someone may get delivered. Somebody might get the Holy Ghost. He's so powerful, we can't turn him loose or we'd lose control. Somebody may shout their backslidden child back into conviction. I dare somebody to praise for the blessing that hasn't arrived yet. I dare you to praise him on credit. Praise him on credit. He hadn't brought it yet, but he's bringing it. Praise him on credit. I dare somebody to get sideways with him. Hallelujah. If you're a Holy Ghost filled child of God, you ought to be a worshiper of God. Praise God. You ought to be Holy Ghost crazy. Hallelujah, I'm going to be a worshiper. I'm going to be a praiser. I'm going to keep my ways before Him. I'm going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I'm going to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Woo, hallelujah. He's my refuge and my fortress. Hallelujah, He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome noisome pestilence. He will. Oh, you just hold on to Him. He'll do it. He'll take you to that secret place and stick you in the clefts of the rocks and allow his glory to pass by you but you can't see his glory that's too much you can't see his glory but you can see his hinder parts oh that's his goodness that's his greatness that's his beauty that's his love that's his mercy that's his strength that's his outstretched hand his wonder his holiness his wings his divinity his humanity that's his that's his hinder parts oh show me your hinder parts Lord a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it will not come nigh thee oh one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble He'll hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Oh, lift me up, Lord, and put me on that rock, God. Isn't there a time right now that we need to be placed in that cleft? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have to keep our lights shining because Jesus said three-fourths of the ground is no good. But he gave us a promise of the one-fourth. Let's find out one-fourth ground. Some people say we run the Holy Ghost in the ground and they think we're Holy Ghost crazy. Absolutely we are because we want our children and our grandchildren to be Holy Ghost crazy. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost should be the center of everything in our lives. We will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in our mouth. Hallelujah. You've got to come out of the darkness to dwell with God. His God doesn't dwell with sin. He is separated from sin. We have a responsibility to be the light in this dark and evil world. To be separate from the world. To be an example to the world to follow. Our lights are to glorify God and show forth His praises. We become debtors to Him after we are saved. That's right. 
That's a gift. That's why they call it the gift of the Holy Ghost. We need the revelation of the Godhead. That's right. I'm not jumping ship here. I'm sticking with light. I'm sticking with light. Why do men, who do men say that I am? Peter spoke up with the revelation of who Jesus was and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus told Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The foundation rock upon which Jesus was referring to wasn't Peter, but it was Peter's confession of the oneness of the Godhead. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And this was in Matthew chapter 6. It would seem that Peter was the only disciple at this time who had this revelation. Or at least he was the only one that spoke up. But in chapter 17, Jesus took Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. And Jesus was transfigured before them. And his face shone as the sun. And his raiment was white as the light. And there then appeared unto them Moses and Elias. And Peter was so taken back and awestruck that all he could think to say was, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make three tabernacles. And while he spoke, behold, a bright, black, bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice out of the cloud spoke, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell on their face. And I think this is where John received the revelation. Because in his gospel, he wastes no time explaining who Jesus is. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, not some things, all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. That, that's John. John got that oneness. He got that revelation. You see, when light enters, darkness has to flee. And Jesus stood there on that mountain. The light inside of Him shone through Him as the sun. And that same light is in every Holy Ghost filled child of God. Let your light shine. You are the salt of the earth. But at the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick. That's where your light's got to be on the candlestick so it can give light to all that are in the house. When you at work, you got to put your light out on the candlestick so they can see your, the good works of your father. My God, they got to see the light in you. You can't hide it at work. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Let me ask you this. Would you follow you to church? Only got two amens. Would you follow you to church? I mean, would you consider yourself a good witness? Would you think that? Uh, I'll move on. I'll move on. Biblical history spawns the entire course of time from creation to, to the church. At its most basic level, it's simply a story about God creating man so that he could commune with him. We see in history God interacting with man. We see his redemptive nature from the creation to the fall of humanity. 
the calling of Abraham and the rise of Israel to the return of Judah from exile to the incarnation, life, death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ to the indwelling of the Holy Ghost the apostolic church that was buried or the birth in the book of Acts it's our foundation it's where we drop anchor we find the promise of the Father that fell on all believers on the day of Pentecost with initial sign of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance not only were the hundred or the hundred twenty field but uh, others in the upper or in the upper room but 3,000 others received the Holy Ghost that same day with the days with days thousand more received that same experience God put more and more and more in the church Peter's message to the crowd on the day of Pentecost outlined the application of the gospel message repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall not if you want to you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost water baptism was preached here and throughout the New Testament church in the name of Jesus we live and breathe Acts 2.38 from the rising of the sun it's Acts 2.38 to the going down of the sun it's Acts 2.38 in the middle of the night it's Acts 2.38 everything's about Acts 2.38 as Ananias instructed Paul arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins calling on the name of the Lord what happened in the upper room started with an all night prayer meeting the Holy Spirit broke forth beforehand by the mouth of David it's one of the clearest affirmations in scripture that the Bible is the inspired infallible word of God several phenomenal signs occurred in this initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost sound of a rushing mighty wind the appearance of divided flames of fire speaking in tongues and, and other, on their, other than their own while the entire content of Joel's prophecy was not fulfilled that day the inclusion of all flesh was soon realized as Samaritans and Gentiles received the Holy Ghost. In Peter's message, he reveals to them that Jesus was the cornerstone whom the builders rejected. What, ha- what began in Jerusalem spread into Judea, Samaria, and to Antioch, Asia Minor, and throughout all the world. It does us good to walk through the book of Acts and be refreshed at how the Holy Ghost was at the center of everything in the apostle's life. Everything. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Are we this Holy Ghost crazy? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We need to remind ourselves that God placed His Spirit in the church. Hallelujah. He put the oil in the candlestick, which represents the church and that's how we keep our light shining being filled with the Holy Ghost every day it's not a one time occurrence this is a daily thing praise God we have a spirit inside of us we have the promise inside of us we have his light shining through us and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost we need to be so full of the Holy Ghost that we don't move and still thus saith the Holy Ghost every move we should we make should be followed by thus saith the Holy Ghost praise God we need to be full of it every leader Anyone on the platform should operate with that in mind. Every child of God should operate with that in their mind, that mindset. We don't move unless thus saith the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We don't leave our homes in the morning until we've prayed, till the glory of the Lord has fell on us. We pray until God starts talking. We pray until he starts praying. We don't make a move until thus saith the Holy Ghost. Praise God. If we keep this, our lights are going to shine at our job sites. Our lights are going to shine at the gas station. But what happens if we don't? 
What happens if we don't? We just leave the home in a bad mood. Get there and get in an argument and just show out. That one person we lost. The glory of the Lord should glow on us like, like it did Moses. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. Some stop at this verse, in fact. In fact, they don't even conclude honest report. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost. If we live like this every day, all in one mind, in one accord, in unity, we'll fill this building with lost souls. How can we have the mind of Christ without the Spirit of Christ? We need to search His Word every day. The Bible teaches us that our conscience is pricked, built up, refreshed, and renewed because of much use. By much use, we develop a sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. Don't feel despondent when you don't feel it every time, but by much use we develop accuracy oh the Holy Ghost will reveal things it will give correction it will give direction it will hear you cry your voices your knees this same Holy Ghost is still in operation today from the day of Pentecost to Azuzu Street all the way to Hatchbend, Florida started in 1940 to a woman by the name of Myrtle Dees that same Holy Ghost began to deal with her about the Godhead and baptism in Jesus name another prayer made at meeting started here in her home like the one in the upper a room. This prayer meeting started a tent revival and from that brought C.D. and Maddie Tumman and here we are today. We're here in this church today as a light in this small community. You know why we're here? Because a woman named Myrtle Dees yearned and seek the Lord and she found him and God sent her somebody and so we're here in this church because one woman hallelujah let her light so shine before men that's why we're here be ye holy hallelujah be ye holy in all conversation because it is written be ye holy for I am holy we have to walk right and talk right. We are not just one light for the world, but ladies and gentlemen, we're the only light for the world. God chose the apostolic church to be the lighthouse for the lost ships at sea. We have to be that lighthouse, a safe harbor. Bring, we bring balance to the world, stability, soundness, and truth. Mrs. can come. Heaven is a place where no additional light is needed. Because the Lamb of God will illuminate the city. The one who, has, who was the light before creation will remain the light for all eternity. In describing a virtuous woman, Solomon said, Her candle does not go out by night. Proverbs 31.18 Let's stand. Paul told the Romans to maintain the spiritual glow. He began that chapter with this bold statement, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Yes, our calling is to be a living sacrifice, the one set on fire. It gets that personal. I'll leave you with one final scripture. Leviticus 6.13 says, A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never Go out. We got to keep our fires burning. We can't let our fires go out because if we let our fires go out, if we let the fire on our altar go out, the light goes out in here. And if we don't let our light shine, my God, there's a lot of prayer requests. We see them. There's a lot of people in, in bad shape right now. And we're praying for their needs, we're praying for their health. And some of them, well, some of them aren't saved. I mean, we just have to be honest about that. So we do, we pray for their health. 
We got. We want God to heal them, but we want God to really save them because it really doesn't matter if he if he heals them and they don't come to him. They don't find that altar. It'll come again because Jesus is coming. We see what's happening around the world. It's just not looking good. Israel's in a bad shape, in bad shape right now. Never is there was ever a time that Israel really needed our prayers. The whole nation, the whole world. But they even told Israel, no one's there going to help you now. That's their bold statement they said the other day. I know as Holy Ghost believers, we're ready to see the rapture of the church, Brother Boyd. But I'm telling you, if we do have to go through some tribulation, we better let that light shine. We better let that light shine bright. We better pray and seek the Lord every day. Every day. Because if it gets worse, all times are going to get deeper and tougher. And that's going to be the trying of our faith, Brother Fears. We need that. Let's let's pray. Come around the altar if you like. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7:30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.